Welcome to the Think Generation Wealth Podcast, episode number 50, and I am your host, Amir Estimo. In today's episode, title is, actually, this is me just sharing seven tips on how to raise your credit score. Seven tips on how to raise your credit score. Now, I'm coming from this from a position of experience. Um, I've dealt with having bad credit before. Now, this is something I've realized that I've become passionate about is helping people also raise their credit score. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, Think Generational Wealth, because of the fact that I obviously want to help people just like me. This is one. This was a for me to hold myself accountable. Because if you are talking about something, it's not should you should just be talking about it. You should actually be doing it or have done it. So one of those two. So therefore, that's what inspired me to start Think Generational Wealth too. Not only it's about talking about building wealth, but also building assets and having prosperity, which is you know your when it comes to your mindset. Now, this podcast is for anyone that wants to be who's an inspiring entrepreneur, wants to be an entrepreneur or who has a corporate life. I mean, for me, too, I'm currently in the corporate life, but that doesn't stop me from learning other things like building credit repair, uh, building credit and also helping people with their credit. So now, like I said, I'm coming from a position of experience, so hopefully this will help you. These seven tips that I'll share with you, you can take this and you can actually apply it to your life and see and it, it can work for you. Now, before I get into the episode, will you please help a brother out by subscribing to the podcast if you have not done so? Also, rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So on Apple, you can actually go on that purple app that says podcast on there. Click, look for Think Generational Wealth. You will see that podcast. You can subscribe to it. The podcast comes out every Wednesday, 5 a.m. Central. So it depends on what part of the world you're at. But here in the U.S., it's 5 a.m. Central. So that's the goal is to come out every day to come out uh, to drop a podcast every week, every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central. And I've noticed for myself, I've been pretty consistent with it. But not only that, I tell you, podcast takes a long time. Uh, it takes a very long time to really under to really because you got to come up with the content. And that's the hardest part is constantly fighting content. So honestly, I have to be I have to be. On the, on the internet, so looking for information, looking for information consistently to see, okay, how does this relate to building generational wealth, right? So those things you got to talk about or finance or personal finance or even mindset. So any of that stuff. All right. Sorry if I went on a tangent, but to come back to the episode. Now, let me tell you a little insight. Like everyone, I also went to college. I cured a lot of college debt and but you know what I don't say I regret college I learned a lot in college 
uh, I learned how to research because college, you do a lot of researching, especially when you got projects to do, especially even when you're in your major. You got to constantly be researching. So college makes you go and search for information. So it leads to education. And that was my experience in college. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I made a lot of friends there. I had a good time there. But when I went to college, I'm not sure if I was given the right skill set as far as when it comes to being responsible for credit. So I remember I got like three credit cards and I just used them. I mean, when you're in college, it's pretty hard, especially when you're studying. It's hard to hold down a part time job, uh, especially when you're sometimes studying three, four at night and you got a class at eight o'clock in the morning. So that's it's very, very, very it's not easy. So most of us, we live off ramen noodles. In my case, when I was in Tampa, Florida, I was I had to live off. Well, we used to have this. It was like a CC's pizza. I think it was called five star or something like that in Tampa, Florida. And God awful, I tell you, those pizza was terrible. But for a college student, it was probably the best thing in the world. But anywho. Now. As I, as I came out of college, I still, one thing I started noticing was that I was getting, I was paying high interest for things and I just couldn't understand it. So until probably in 2012, I ended up getting a new car. I went to a used car lot and this was honestly my first exposure because I never, it was something I never really wanted to do. Like when you're in bad, when you are in a bad situation, okay, when you are in a bad situation, you sometimes don't want to acknowledge it. Think about it. There's most of us sometimes don't even want to acknowledge that we have bad credit. So we kind of like sweep it under the rug. And that was my mindset was to really just sweep it under the rug. Now, as I went about this car, uh, they ran my credit score, and I think I was at a 560 or something. Not bad, but not good either, right? And I ended up getting a car loan and paid 10%, like almost 11% interest. And I didn't, I was like, I, I had ended up getting, I had, I had a car where I wrecked the car, and then I got money back from the insurance and then the insurance I took all that money and put it into the car put it into the down payment which was not wise but because I was in a position of scarcity then it made you it made me now when I think about it I probably wouldn't even put all that money I probably put half you know because this car it's a depreciating asset unless you're you know now you're in the rental business which is a popular thing I'm starting to notice these days or trending yeah, but any, but anywho, so as I look, started looking into it, and I said, wow, I looked into my statement one time, and it was 11%. I was like, wow, 11% interest, that is crazy. So I bought this car for, you know, 20000 slap another 10,000, 10% interest onto there, right? Versus if I did have credit, good credit, the life of the loan, I would have been paying a lot less in interest. And trust me, I'm going to get lead into something. Uh, I'm going to get into something, tell you something later where that's applicable. Okay. 
Now, I started to educate myself. So about 2000, I would say 13, 13, I started to take this seriously. So I applied for a credit card and I got it approved with a Capital One. And I remember it's for like 200 bucks credit limit. So, you know, obviously, <laughs> at least that helps. That starts. And there was my journey on to now where I've been in credit score of 800 before and where to now I honestly I'm probably to this day I think I was looking I was about my FICA score is about a 787 or 785 now and that's okay and you, you don't have to be an 850 and you don't want to be a 350 850 that just that doesn't it actually hurts you it doesn't really help you as much as you think so if you're around a let's say 780 or even 770 uh, I'll probably even go lower 750 if you're around 750 anywhere that 750 800 range you're still okay you're going to get approved as long as you have a great credit history which is payments making sure you pay that's tip number one pay your bills on time pay your bills on time that is 35% of your credit so something that that's 35% you want to make sure you pay all your bills on time now, I have credit cards myself, but the thing is with credit cards is you. Dave Ramsey would tell you it's the worst thing in the world. And there's people, but yes, they shouldn't have credit cards. It's just why there's certain people, they shouldn't have certain dis- distractions or, you know, certain things around them. You know, if, so, if, if someone has an addiction, they can't, they can't be around that vicinity and if they are it's you know so someone who has their bad with credit cards yes you shouldn't have credit cards probably and maybe too you just really want to be financially free and it's okay to listen to Dave Ramsey it's okay to listen to an investing tutor Dr. Hans it's okay to listen to everybody should we should we shouldn't all have the same opinion so that's okay but I would say Tip number one is to pay your bills on time. That was the one thing I learned. So I made it an emphasis. I had my car loan for, actually it was a five-year loan, and I ended up paying my car off in three and a half years. And the reason I ended up, I paid off that quick, that, I had put it in my mindset. Because I did not like car payments, I hated car payments, and I really do. And right now, I have car payments too, because I have a lease. And I'm okay with that. Because I really don't, again, cars to me, I, I, like to, I like to try something new. And maybe I've gotten to that point. I like to try something new. You know, that's one of the reasons. But now, I may come to a point, I may not want a car. I may not want to always want a car payment. But I'm okay with leasing it right now because, to me, it's, it's feasible. But also, I don't really want to stay in the same car every single year. Right? So I really don't. So shout out anybody that has the Honda Accords. I had a 2018 and right now I have a 2021 Honda Hybrid. And if you anybody that listens to this episode, if you're a Honda fan, uh, you know, reach out to me or send me a DM on Instagram or something. And yeah, but anywho, sorry about that. But uh, but anywho, as I learned, you have to pay your bills on time because that's 35 percent of your credit. So I made a point of emphasis. I ended up paying, I had five years 
and I paid the car off in three and a half years. And the reason is, was that was when I was making my transition from leaving my job to actually pursuing it, transitioning into a whole new career, which was in IT. Okay. And tip number two, keep credit limit under 10% for each account. Now, don't get it twisted. One thing I learned is what could really affect your credit. So, for example, let's say you have eight credit cards and each one has 10,000 credit limit. So that's $80,000, right? Now, let's say you use in that, that's your overall, you use 50% of that. That means you're using 15% of your overall credit usage. But here's the kicker, depends on where. Because for example, if you have eight of those accounts and you may have one account where it has a $4,000 credit limit, or I mean that $10,000 credit limit, but you're using 50% of that, that can hurt your credit score. So you wanna make sure when we're not, you're not thinking overall, you're thinking for each individual account. Each individual account, you have a credit limit. But it's so, in that case, what's good, what I found out is what is good is, I used to be in the mindset, okay, of paying all your balance down and having 0%. What I came to find out is that actually doesn't help you as much as you think. It helps you in kind of in the short term because I used that method and I was able to get my credit score up. But now when you get into, this is where if you're trying to get, you're in the 850s, the high, when you're in the 850s or let's say 830s or something like that, that means you're not using a lot of your credit. And sometimes these furnishers or whoever these accounts are, they can end up just closing down your account without even telling you. So you want to be sure that you are keeping because honestly, they're in the business to make money. The banks are in the business or whoever, they're in the business to make money also. But they can't make money if you're at the end of your statement cycle, you're at 0%. So they can't charge you interest on nothing, right? So even if you're down to 1%, which means if you have a $10,000 limit, you can use 1% at the end of the, your statement cycle. Maybe that's 100 bucks. I'm okay with 1%. I'm okay with carrying a little bit of balance. But I would not want to put myself in the position to want to carry 5%. And the reason is, is that's how you get caught up in debt. Next thing you know, your debt spirals and now you're using uh, you're using your credit to live. And you, you don't want to be in that mindset. So keep it minimum. Now, if you have eight account, like eight credit cards, that means you'll be living off eight. You have be carrying a balance. Let's say you did that for each one. Remember, there's eight. And each one has $10,000 credit limit. But if you're using 1% of each one, that's 800 bucks. So now you're not paying, you're, you're, it's okay to carry that. And if, you're, if you want to, maybe you could leave 500 or maybe you do pay some of them all, as long as you can keep the reporting. And that's, the, that's what you want. You want, to, you want these creditors to constantly be reporting because that's what helps you overall when it comes to your, your credit when banks or whoever you decide to get a loan with looks at your credit profile. So tip, uh, tip number, uh, sorry, tip number two, keep your credit limit under. So that means for each account, keep your credit limit under 10% for each account. Okay. So that's the, 
That's on tip number two. Tip number three, dispute anything that seems off. Okay, so you can go to annualcreditreport.com or freeannualcreditreport.com. However that is, look for you can get one free credit report once a year. Sometimes it does not come up to scores, and, but sometimes really all you just need is really the history. You want to be able to see because the, the, the scores, those change overall with time. And there's so many algorithms to how they figure all that out. So don't really worry about the scores. You can get one free and you can just look at your credit report from there. Look at anything that's weird. Like, see if there's any, if if your names are misspelled or if it's an address you don't recognize. Sometimes that can lead to credit fraud or credit identity. So you want to be able to see your credit report as often. Now, if you have a bank like Chase, Chase, you can actually, you can actually, with Chase, they have a credit journey and it's free. You can look for a credit journey. You can actually, and that report is from Experian. So that's a report you can also use too. And then obviously if you have American Express, they use FICO. Discover uses FICO. I think if you have Capital One, I want to say they use TransUnion. So each one, and that's another thing I learned, not all of them use the same bureaus. So you, when they pull their credit report, they may be affiliate, they may be with TransUnion. And let's say Capital One's with TransUnion or American Express is with, I think uh, American Express, used um, they use FICO. And in Chase, they use Experian. So each one of these, they, they are at this different bureaus. But um, when it comes to pulling, pulling a credit report, but at the end, they, they, when, if you don't pay your credit card, it will show up. <laughs> it will show up. So... Um, Make sure you keep your credit limit. And I mean, sorry, it's tip number three. Dispute anything that seems off. Again, if your if name's misspelled, an address you don't recognize, even if the zip code is off. Let's say if your zip code, you know, where you live at is, you know, 70001 or something like that. And then, but you, they put 7003. You can actually dispute that. It has to be 100% accurate. Okay, so I would honestly say is to dispute anything that seems off, anything. Okay, and again, you can check on free credit report and uh, freecreditreport.com or annualcreditreport.com, something to that, and you can look at your real credit report. Tip number four have different lines of credit, don't have all your credit tied into just one, like, don't have all. All credit cards, and you don't have auto loan. You've never had a, a mortgage. You don't even have a mortgage. You don't have nothing. That does not really indicate good financial behavior. So what some of these companies want to do is they want to be able to see that you can handle any lines. You can handle any different types of credit, whether it's an auto loan, personal loan, or you shouldn't really have a personal loan because actually that hurts you anyways but i'm just saying if you get the gist of it is they want to be able to, you to have be able to handle all different lines of credit now here's what i'm i'm fast forwarding now is when i ended up after i started noticing my credit limit was going up capital and i was using it paying it off using it paying it off using it paying it off so i never carried a balance next thing i know my credit limit shot from 
200, then it went to 500, then it went to like 1,000. And honestly, I haven't really used Capital One as much because they're very stingy with trying to trying to get a credit limit increase. They are very stingy. And then the car that I sell is I've ended up getting other cars that actually has more perks that still more uh, that has more value to it than the Capital One. So, uh, but it was the car that set me off in my new journey. So I ended up later on. I think. Two or three years later on, I ended up getting approved for Discover Card and American Express and so on and so on. So that really ends up, that was the card. So honestly, that's like my OG. And that's the one, honestly, when I come to this one is I use this once in a while. It actually has the lowest credit limit than all my other newer cards. The lowest credit limit. And, but it was the start. So now... I ended up buying my house back in 2017, but when I bought it, I had fair credit, 675. And that was 675. I ended up getting a five and a quarter loan for the lifetime of the loan, five and a quarter fixed rate. And it was high. So when I ended up refinancing my house, my credit score, I think it was probably about seven. 5780, something like that. Uh, 750, I'd probably say, because I ended up getting close to, I ended up getting to 800 when me and my wife in 2020 paid off $10,000 of debt in one year. One year we paid off $10,000 of debt and my credit score shot up because my credit balance now went down. So that's why it's okay. Overall, overall, my credit, my credit, I apologize if you guys hear my door is squeaking. <laughs> so, but, Overall, we paid off ten thousand dollars of credit, of credit, a credit balance that we owed, and in our credit shot up. Both of us, me and my wife, we her shot up to we shot up to about eight hundred. Now me and her, we're we're about we're in the eight hundred club. But honestly, it's nothing to brag about. Uh, one thing we do notice now is a relationship. So us, we do carry a balance. I used to be in the mindset of not, but we do carry a balance. But have different lines of credit, auto loan, mortgage. So I end up getting a mortgage now on the new on the refinance. I think now we're about three and a quarter, and I think it probably by next year I'm gonna try to refinance it again, see if we can even get a lower rate. Three and a quarter. That's four hundred dollars we end up saving by making that switch. So you think about it, four hundred dollars times twelve. That's four thousand eight hundred dollars that you are spending extra because your credit score. The difference of six seventy five and seven fifty. Think about that. What could you do with four thousand and eight hundred dollars? Start a business, save money, invest. You can grow that. So that is why it's important to have good credit. It's it's important. It's we can't. I know if anything, you probably be in the mindset be like, oh man, I'm scared. I don't want to face it. Yes, just face it. It's okay. Just face it. Look at it and work on it. Number number five, do not close any accounts. Again, I probably told you earlier that I have a Capital One account. It's the one car. I ended up getting that card in 2000, I think, 13, 13 or something like that or 16. So that card is is it's my oldest car, but I seldomly use it. Actually, it was 2013. So that car is eight years old, but it's my oldest car. I seldomly use it. If I go close it, I lose that history, and I you don't want that. Unfortunately, I know 
People say, oh, man, go ahead and close credit cards. Mm, don't do that. Just use it once in a while. If you have to, put yourself a reminder. We have all sorts of techno things and technology you can use. Put it in a calendar. Know that, hey, okay, maybe this month, use it. Carry a little bit of balance, maybe $10, $20, whatever. Keep them reporting because eventually what they're going to do is they can just come back and close the account on you, not even tell you. So that's why I make myself a reminder with some of these cards every maybe two months, three months. Hey, just use it, pay it off or something. Or maybe even use it, leave a little balance and just pay it off later, you know, maybe the next day or something like that. Because you know the money's there. You know, if you're using your credit card like a debit card, the money's there. So you just know, okay, I just need to pay that off. Do not close the accounts because that will actually hurt you. So do not do that as much as you, if, if you have to, absolutely, then go ahead. Now, if it's a year old, okay, probably. But if you're talking five plus years, you've already built, invested into this credit. Do not close your account because that will hurt you. And then tip number seven, use your credit card like a debit card. So what I do is I'll, for example, if I know my expense is $5,000 for the month, bills, whatever, to keep everything going, whatever that is, mortgage. The only things I really don't put on a credit card is because obviously they want their money is my auto and mortgage loan. So that right there, I don't, you can't, they have to draft there. The money actually has to be there. There's no way around it. But anything else, and my electric company, they actually do take payments, but they charge you insanely amount of interest to do that or fees, whatever that is. But anywho, do not, do not. And I'm saying this is tip number seven. Don't, if you know that's what your expenses is, you're going to be paying it anyway. So put your credit card and get the points. Whether it's a card, you got 1.5% cash back or one, you get 1%. You get something. It's better than nothing. And I can tell you right now, me and my family, we end up accumulating so many points that we're taking a trip. We're going on vacation in a few weeks and we use those points to pay for the vacation. You'd be surprised. So you're going to spend that anyway, leverage someone else's money for you to make money. And with all these perks you get out there uh, these days, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to try that out. Now, that's the trick. But be mindful. One thing I don't advise is carry. One thing I don't advise is debt or carrying debt because, yeah, it's good. OK, five hundred dollars here, but let's say three, maybe two. And then keep it, you know, just it's kind of a, a cycle thing you want to look at. Right. But what I'm saying is, is don't put yourself in a position to where you are carrying more debt than you need. OK, now I hopefully that helps is, you know, tip number seven, use it like a debit card, get those points. Now, for me personally, credit cards, if you are into credit cards and need a credit card, I would recommend is I have Chase and American Express. Those are probably the two top you have there. Chase, they have the Chase Freedom Unlimited, which gives you 1.5% cash back on all purchases, but also gives you 3% cash back on dining and takeout services. And they have the Chase, uh, probably another one I would recommend is the Chase uh, Flex. I actually currently don't have that card. And I've gotten actually now I've gotten to the point uh, when it comes to credit cards, I don't apply for it 
just to apply for it now. It has to be like, I just got approved for a credit card with Chase and they gave me an, an insane limit and it jumped my credit score. I was sitting around probably the last two months around 767. Uh, and the reason I say that is because I had an account where the credit limit was like $3,000 and I end up um, using, see, this is where it hurts when you're having more than 10%, <clears throat> excuse me. You really should, the credit should have been, we had, we carried that balance. And since it was above 10%, it dropped my credit score down like 30 points. It's crazy. That's why I say you really can't. Uh, and that, and, and actually that was credit karma. But when I, that's why I don't really pay too much attention. Don't take too much stock into credit karma. Uh, actually, you would actually have to go to that credit card company itself. Like, for example, Capital One, who's affiliated TransUnion, uh, will show different than what uh, Credit Karma is showing. But my scores are 780. I mean, I was around an 810 or so. Now I dropped to like a 780, 790. But I'm okay with that. Again, it's not that big of a difference when you think of it in the long run. Uh, so, but applying for credit cards now, I'm, I just don't apply for credit cards just to apply for it. I have several credit cards and I also have bank, I have business credit cards too. So that's another thing. Cause when you have good credit on the personal side, it's actually going to be leveraged for you on the business side. So that's why it's good to build a relationship, whether it's chase, I've built one of chase American express. I have currently three credit cards with American express, but I know it's easier now if I want to go apply for one, I can get it because I already have that relationship. They already know who I am. We've already built that relationship. Six years of history. So they're okay and comfortable. See, that's where you want to get to. You want to be able to, to use that. And honestly, I'm using some of my business credit to help build out my business. So that's why now I really, I, I enjoy to like, I think once a month, I would like to once a month, I would like to do something on credit because I think that's really important. Do a topic, do a segment, do a podcast episode, do one episode on credit because I think that's really important. And also too, having your estate planning. I think I know it's not a sexy topic, but I think it's important. Estate planning. I help with estate planning too. So we in Mearson Financial would be able to help you on your path to building wealth. So I hopefully this episode was of help to you. Hopefully this episode you found value in it. And I'm going to leave you with quote of the day. Perfection is the enemy of progress. So think of that. Take action. Don't sit there and wait. Take action. So quote of the day is perfection is the enemy of progress. Okay. Thank you guys. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. You could be doing anything right now, but the fact that you took the time to listen to this episode, I hope that was of value to you. I appreciate you. And we'll talk next week. Much love.